Hey guys, it's Ben. Thank you for checking out this message. If you want to hear more messages from Catalyst Church, just search Catalyst Church of Carrollton on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We hope this message speaks to you, encourages you. We hope it builds your life. We hope it builds you. We are for you. The best is yet to come. And if you want to give or donate to what God's doing here at Catalyst Church, you can go to IamCatalyst.net slash donate. The best is yet to come. We love you guys. What's up, Catalyst? Man, it got good. You know, I, uh, I was joking with Tavis. But you know, the thing, the kid, my kids know, but usually sometimes things that I say that are, may seem like I'm just joking have a little bit deeper meaning to it. And uh, I really wasn't totally joking, Tavis, when I told you just go ahead and take care of it. You can preach today. Tavis told me he's looking forward to hearing me preach. So you never know, man. It might be you today. <laughs> Amen. But I, uh, we were talking this week, uh, having some conversations, and the topics of the labels came up, and Tavis, you reminded me of it. really struck me right in my heart when, when you said that you're not a preacher. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny the, the, the way that, that we put a lot of labels on things and we think we know what certain things are supposed to look like and sound like and act like and we have in our mind what a, what a preacher is supposed to be like and what a, what a Christian is supposed to be like and we mess that up a lot in church somebody say amen. amen we mess that up a lot because what we think something looks like and I'll just give you a little insight before we get going my grandfather always had a, had a way of, uh, when he, he would talk and preach, and he would, uh, as he got going, he'd say, well, uh, I'm just getting started. He said, this is extra. This ain't going to cost you nothing. So this ain't going to cost you nothing, Catalyst. But you know, Jesus didn't look like what a Savior looked like. The apostles, they didn't look like what everyone thought apostles would look like. They were normal people. They were fishermen, tax collectors, everyday people. In our mind, we, we might like to, to create and paint this beautiful picture of, of what things are supposed to look like for us. And we paint this picture of this perfect thing, right? The apostles followers of Jesus, the ones that wrote the word, divinely inspired by God to put his words down for us to have as a guide in our lives. And we think, well, man, I know what they would look like. See, there was a lot of, a lot of years of my life where I, I fell into that trap where I felt like I had put everything into a box and and it had to fit every criteria and check everything, and it had to look just right. And that was the most important part, that it looked right. right? But the Bible teaches us and tells us that it's, what, if, it, it's what's on the inside. Look, the outside will be right if the inside's right. Right? You can paint the outside up to look right, the inside might be a mess. You can fix the outside up 
Anybody's ever done, if you remodeling work on a house, you know all about it. But you, you, you think, well, this, this ain't going to be that bad until you tear into that first layer. And you start finding some rotten of wood down in there. It's easy to get the outside right, church. we got to get the inside right. So if you're here today and you, 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 you've had this preconceived idea notion that, that you're not what fill-in-the-blank looks like and you can't do this because this isn't who, this isn't what that, that is to you, I want you to challenge that in your mind. Tavis, challenge that in your mind. That you're not what a preacher looks like because of what's happened in your life or who you are or where you've been. Look around in your hearts. Take inventory of your life right now today, Catalyst, and challenge yourself to be what God would have you to be. That if he calls, I'm going to trust him, not me. No matter what I think. Right? No matter if I think I'm worthy or not, I'm going to trust God. We really believe that he knows it all and, and he's got it all under control. Let's trust him. That he's got it. He knows. He understands. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. It's a little different today. Because a week ago, I had a sport coat and khakis. And still had Nikes on. Still safe. I uh, got up this morning. I don't usually think a whole lot about what I'm going to wear. I know that may surprise people. You usually don't think about it. I'm not a night before guy. Got up this morning and I was like, well, let's see. Better balance this out a little bit. So I let the pendulum swing way back the other way from sport coat shirt, slacks, we're, we're doing hoodies and jeans and fitted this morning. It's all right, though, because this is who we are, Catalyst. It's who we are. We, we don't, we're not, we're not putting anything special out there that would try to put an image of, of something. We're just who God made us up. Trying to do the best that we can. So I have I had something on my heart today as I as I've been praying and studying over the past past several weeks, knowing that, that I was going to be going to speak and preach today. And it's funny how things kind of line up as I was putting things together. You know, Hurricane Idalia this week hit the southern southeastern United States as a category three hurricane, you know, wind speeds around 120 miles an hour. You know, didn't quite get up here to us, but in some parts uh, of our country did some pretty significant damage. Hurricanes, they can be massive. They, they amaze me, hurricanes do, because just the sheer size of what they are. You know, tornadoes are, are scary, and, and there, there was one close to where my brother lived in, in, uh, in Joplin that went through that town. Uh, that was uh, right at like a, a mile wide, and that's massive. But hurricanes can be up to 1,200 miles across. 
very dangerous with wind speeds over 150 miles an hour and, and floods, all kinds of damage that comes along with it. But the dangers of a hurricane are, are, are so diverse that, that you can have the wind up to an, an F3 tornado, but you also have the rain that seems like it just comes from everywhere. Rain that just doesn't stop. If you live near water or low-lying areas, you have flooding that can be a major concern. Taking into account the sheer size of these storms, they can be really scary for a lot of people. Massive, just wind, rain, damage, turmoil that seems like it doesn't stop. 1,200 miles. I wonder, this kind of sounds familiar sometimes, doesn't it? You start being introspective a little bit, constant storm, winds that just keep blowing, things that just keep happening, rain that just seems like it comes from everywhere, a continual damage to things in our life, that the turmoil just doesn't stop. And you don't feel like you can escape. Something mild, look, I may not be in the best shape of my life, but I believe I can I believe I could run a mile if I had to. Might be slow. Ain't gonna be what Jordan and Ryan run. Boys, they run. I don't. But I can get away from a, a tornado rapid. You can't outrun twelve hundred miles. There's things in our life and problems and tests and trials that we can easily outrun. Some of the, some of the, you know, there's that, that saying that everything happens for a reason. Everybody heard that? And sometimes that reason is just because I'm stupid, I make bad decisions. Right? There's some things we can escape in our life just by making good decisions. Just by running away from it. Right, just by just by by taking the, the steps and moving moving past it, saying, "Hey, I, I'm, I'm choosing not to be right here, right now." Hear the tornado sirens, you know, see something coming, and it's coming this way. I'm going to go that way. We, I choose to go a different direction. But what I want to talk today about to, to us about today, Catalyst, isn't something that we just changed in just a second. It's not something that, that if you're in great shape, you can, you can just run a mile away from and be gone in five, six, seven minutes. But it's something that is just constant and it's always there. Those problems that, that seem generational, that seem like we've dealt with them as long as we can remember. That it just started raining one day and it hasn't stopped. Things about hurricanes is they, they 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 can move really fast, but then sometimes they get over spots and they just bog down. And they just stay there for a while. Wind, rain, damage, flooding, over and over and over, and nothing seems to be changing. Those storms like that in our life today, Churchill. What I want to talk to us about. The Bible says 
In Job chapter number 30, verse number 27, Job said, he said, my heart is in turmoil unceasingly. The days of my affliction confront me. Job was in a spot here in his life where his heart was in turmoil unceasingly. He, he couldn't escape it. It wasn't just a, a summer thunderstorm that just rolled through the neighborhood and your power blinked one time. But it's something that just wears on you over and over and over. And you don't feel like you can get out of it. Something that just hits you and keeps hitting you. When things go wrong from going wrong. When you get surprised by how wrong things can actually go. When every decision is the wrong one. That every step that we take seems to lead in a wrong direction. That our heart is in turmoil. And it doesn't seem like it's going to stop. The storms of life have completely surrounded us. Anybody ever felt like you've just been in a storm so long that you're just part of it now? And you, you said those words, I guess this is just, this is my life now. This is what I'm going to deal with. This is just who I am. And we, we write, write storm across our chest and wear it like a badge. This is just me now. I've been here so long that I, I don't even know how to get out. This is just who I am. I can't escape it. I can't run from it. I've tried to board up my windows and the wind just pulls it right back off. I've tried to prepare myself. I've tried to save water. I've tried to save food. But here I am. Here I am. Day after day. Moment after moment. Dealing with problem after problem after problem. Wind blowing. Rain falling. Things getting torn up. My heart around me. My heart. My heart is in turmoil unceasingly. Those moments are where people break. Those moments were where families fall apart. Those moments are where you by yourself, when no one's else around you, audibly say those words, I quit. What do you quit? Quit life. Those moments are where if you're going to break, you break. Those moments where There isn't a way out that you can see. I can see enough to know that most things I can see my way out of, right? I'm a pretty analytical person. I keep things kind of in check for most part of my life. And most things I can see my way out of. But those 1,200 mile storms, church, Ain't nobody see out of those things. And when we 
expect ourselves to every time have the answer. And we hit one of those storms, those are some times where we crumble. And you're like, man, God, how am I going to handle this? Because I don't have the answer. And society tells us, adults, right? Most of us in here, the vast majority in this, in this room today are adults. That when we hit 18, we're supposed to have the answer. Right? It's, it's on our license somewhere, isn't it? Isn't that a box we check at DMV that has all the answers? Yes, check. Got it. Figured it out. Learned those lessons. We learned some. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. We, we learned a lot of lessons. Right? Sometimes I think I, I, think I surprised my, my kids because I, I know how things happen. And most of the time, the reason I know how and why things happen is because I was dumb once too and did the same thing. And I, I checked that box. Right? Those things are easy. Those, those don't put your hand on the stove. Don't play in traffic. Don't, you know, don't, don't stick a fork in the electric socket. Those things are easy. You do it, you're done. You check that box. But I'm talking about something today, church. It's not one of those things you just fix in a second. It's bigger than that. It's when it seems like it just keeps beating you and beating you and beating you, tearing you down. But in the midst of the storm, even in the biggest hurricanes, there's a place that's unlike anything else around it. There's a place in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of these storms that's different than that whole 1,200 miles. There's a spot in the middle where everything is calm. It's called the eye of the storm, a moment. Some of them are bigger than others, depending on how, depending on how, how big it is. So I want to preach to you just a little bit today. The eye of the storm. The eye of the storm. A spot in the middle where there is no wind. There is no rain. There is nothing happening that's going to tear you down. Jesus said, John 16 and 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I, somebody say I, I, I have overcome the world. What is the I of the storm? It is the I that Jesus said there in John 16 and 33. The eye of the hurricane EYE in our life, that spot of peace is the eye, capital letter I, that Jesus says here in John 16 and 33, that we can take peace to know that in the world we're going to have problems. Jesus is telling us there that we are going to have storms in our life. 
We are going to have things happen. There's bad things are going to happen. To every one of us. The Bible says in another place that it rains on the just and the unjust. When it happens, you're going to have storms. We're getting it out there in the open. We're talking about it. We're shining a light on it. We're letting the light into those those lies that the enemy tries to tell us that you'll never have problems. Once you come to church, the reason he tells you those lies is so when you sit down in these seats on a Sunday morning and your life's a mess, that you say those words, I quit. That's why. But Jesus is always honest with us. There is no lie in him, the Bible says. He's not like the man that he was like, the Bible says. He's not in a place to where he's going to tell us something that's not true. So if you read the Bible, there's, a, there's so much positive there. But in that positive, there's something that's called being real. It's called being real, right? That's, 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 that's what society has today. And it's something that you don't find very often is somebody that's real with you. Just keep it real with me. Tell me what's really going on. Break it down for me so that I can understand. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't whitewash it. But just give me what's real. If it's bad, say it's bad. You know, I always, I always love the coaches. And I'm a hype guy. But to me, there's nothing more that will hype me more than coming in and telling me, hey, that team in that locker room next to us, they're better than you are. They got more talent than you. They've got more resources than you. They're supposed to win this game. You're supposed to lose. Reverend, I've said in many of those rock lockers, one. Yep. 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 Yeah, they are. They're better than me. They're faster than I am. But they don't have this. And in every one of those young men and sitting in that locker room, that's what that coach is, is, is depending on. But over those summer months, over those off-season workouts, over those, those lifting sessions, over those practices in the backyard or in the driveway, that something's been built inside of their heart, that when everything is going wrong around them, they're going to find a place of peace in that moment and in those locker rooms where they really get a hold of it, where they really believe that what, that what they have is special, that they're not like, no, they're not coach, that, that team over there's not like me. We're different. We put the work in. And they keep it real. Jesus right here is keeping it real with us today, church. I've told you this. On earth, you're going to have many trials and sorrows. And, see, sometimes there's going to be people in our life, and that's, that's true, 100% true. And they're going to come to you, and they're going to stop right there. Say, hey, I told you, you're going to have many trials and sorrows. And you're like, yeah. And 
See, God's, he's real in a way that he just doesn't give you the bad. He's real and honest that he gives us the bad, but then he gives us something else. But take heart that I have overcame the world. In the world, you're going to have trials, you're going to have sorrows, you're going to have storms, but there is an eye of the storm, a place of safety and calm, in the middle of every trial. And Jesus said, I am that eye. In John, Jesus said, I am that I am. This is, it's me. The one that you're looking for, the one that you've prayed for, the one that you've been looking for for generations, I am standing before you today. Every storm that the world can bring our way, He has already overcome. Give my hand up a prayer. can be swirling all around us. And God has a safe place for us to dwell. Isaiah chapter 43, verse number one says, But thou, thus saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, and he, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed. Another version says, ransomed. But he paid a price for us to be free. I have redeemed you. I have set you free. I have called you my name, the Bible says. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Of the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Will the waters arise they're not going to overtake us. Will the fire is burning? It's not going to burn us. Because we have found safety and refuge in our Redeemer, the one that saved us. We have found a place in the middle of this big, massive storm, a place of calm and peace. That when things happen in our life, yeah, we, we, we may have a moment. Look, we may have a moment. I'm out of the moment this week. The storm's gone. And I got wet. And the wind blew. And I had a moment. And I cried. And I was upset. I didn't know what was going to happen. I still don't know. 
But I kept going, friends. I kept going. Gosh, I got, I got to that place where I could really understand and was reminded who's really in control. And it's not, it's not me. It's in those moments, church, where the storm is going so big and massive and everything's going for a while. Sometimes God's just trying to remind you that you're not in control. It's not you. It's bigger than you. So your response shouldn't be just to throw up your hands and quit. But it should be to find the eye of that storm. To find the peace in the middle of that situation. The calm in the middle. The things, when things are going crazy, that we find that safe, that safe place. When, yeah, everything's still swirling all around me. When it's still going, it hasn't stopped. But I can stand here today knowing that I'm standing with the woman to create the heaven and earth. And that God has it all under control. Found my place in the eye of the storm. That where the world may be going crazy, but I have peace in knowing that the one that I serve has always overcame the world. It will never overcame by the grave. God has given a place of rest in the middle of that. Sometimes it's just a place to catch your breath. Sometimes that's all we need, church. Just a moment. Just give me a moment to catch my breath. Psalms 107 and 29 says, He maketh the storm calm, so that the waves thereof are still. But there will be a time when we can find a calm place in the midst of the storm. That we can find our place in the eye of the storm. Isaiah chapter number 14, verse number 3 says, When the Lord gives you rest from your pain, torment, and the hard labor you were forced to do, you will sing the song of contempt about the king of Babylon and say, How the oppressor has quieted down, and how the raging has become quiet. God gives us a place of victory. That when things settle down, that in those dark places, those moments, Titus is talking about when he was up here, where he gets just a little break in clouds. And just a little bit of light starts to shine. Just a little bit of, a little bit of sunlight. <laughs> That's what that looks like. I remember that. A little bit of familiarity. When we can find our place in a church with brothers and sisters that are just like us. And by just like us, I definitely don't mean look just like us, sound just like we do or I do. Talk just, just do the same things. No, 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 no. Just like us, 
as in they're in the same storms that I'm in. And they have the same Savior that I have. That's just like us. Do we celebrate diversity at Catalyst because diversity is, is what, if you, if you really want to reach the world, which is marks, reach other marks. Okay? Tavises, reach other Tavises. You, everybody say, me? I? I? I reach other people just like me. And if we were all the same in here at Tavises, that's the only people we'd ever reach. But as I look across Catalyst congregation today, I see people of every walk of life, different places, different shapes, sizes, ages, backgrounds, problems, different storms. There's some of you in here today that have went through storms so that you can reach somebody else that's out there right now going through that same storm. And God's brought you into this place, and you can question all you want to about, man, why does this have to go this way? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to go through this? God has brought you here right now to allow you to find an altar, find a place of peace, a place of refuge, a place of safety, a place of where you can come and worship Him, a place of where you can come and grow, where you can change, where you can be different than what you used to be, where God can help you, make you, and shape you into everything that He would have you to be. And I trust you process that God will do in your life so that you can reach out to the world and find someone just like you and introduce them to the eye of the storm. They don't know it's there yet, church. They're on the outsides of it. They're just getting beat up right now. They don't know there's a middle. They don't know there's a place of peace in the storm. They don't know there's a place of safety in the middle of this world we live in. They think the only, all they've seen in their life, they've never, they've never broken through that place to know that there can be a place of safety and rest in the middle of the world. All they know is turmoil. All they know is wind. God said, I'm going to give you a place of quiet. When we've done all of it, when God's given us rest, we'll sing the song of contempt about the king of Babylon saying how the oppressor has quieted down. God gives us that place that when we start seeing those break in the clouds, that we know God has heard us and answered us. You know, in sports, I talk about it a lot because I was involved with it a lot. Any competition, really. There's nothing better, nothing better, almost better than winning. It's a part of winning. There's nothing better than when your opponent has been talking trash from the moment they stepped off the bus. And the momentum 
shoulds in that game. And all of a sudden, trouble with you, that silence. All of a sudden, the enemy has to start getting really quiet. The enemy loves being loud, church. When that momentum shifts and we we look over there, I've said I've said it. Y'all sure are quiet over now, ain't you? Everybody go. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy overcoming. So when we find these moments in our lives, where the enemy, and I'm closing, here if you come on. These moments in our life where everything's just going wrong. And you come in, and maybe you were one that's already been at the altar this morning. And you've already shed tears. And you've already felt a weight get lifted from your body and your mind. And right now, you're sitting here listening to a message, and the wind's not blowing in your head anymore. And the rain's not falling on your face anymore. And you're enjoying some peace. You keep that as you walk out these doors. You move within the eye of that storm. Psalms chapter 34, verse number 16 says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. There's, the, there's that heart truth, that being real. Right? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. As you stand today with me, hear the words of the Lord. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. We are promised that those storms are going to come. We are promised a, a special place on earth. That when we are touched by trials, tests, and tribulations, what we are promised is that God will be there always for us. Bible says he'll never leave us or forsake us. But will be with us always, even to the end of the world. The deliverance can come through the calling of the storm, and that happens sometimes. But what's amazing about the eye of a, of a hurricane is that it's surrounded by something called the eye wall. That eye wall is the place where the winds of that storm are the strongest. And it prevents things from getting into the eye. Can you hear me, church? If you feel like in your life right now, the winds are blowing harder than they've ever blown. 
and it's almost like there's something trying to prevent you from finding peace. There's a barrier that prevents things from coming in. That tells you today that you're so close to finding the peace and safety that lies inside the eye of the storm. Instead of being in a perpetual state of turmoil, we can dwell right there in the middle. We can become what is called in a world of tribulation, we become peace. But when we walk out of here today into this world, we can know that there, there is safety and peace in the middle of the storm. Scary gets ready to sing. We're going to open these altars one more time. And we will be here all day. But I'm not going to, I don't want to leave this place without somebody breaking through those severe winds in your life and walking into peace that the Bible says passes all understanding. Right now, you just know what living in storms like. I invite you to come to these altars and find the eye in the middle of that storm to find peace to find safety, to find help, to find rest. And as she sings today, there's words to the song is when it looks like we're surrounded, we're really surrounded by Him. That there is an eye of the storm. And it's all about perspective, church. We can be surrounded by this massive storm and say, yep, that's me. Or we can say, no, I'm right there in the middle. And I position myself surrounded by the I am. The one that can't even shed his blood for us. But this is how we fight our battles. This is how we win those fights. This is how we overcome. This is how that we trust Him. That we keep moving. We keep walking. We keep digging. We don't quit. And we go to that spot where we feel everything. Just go quiet. Let's raise our hands today in this place. These altars are open. Please come. We hope today's message spoke to you. If you want to know more about Catalyst, you can go to IamCatalyst.net. And we'd love to have you in the room one Sunday. God is for you and so are we. We'll see you next time.